This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. Time for a man who, I'm not sure if he likes country music. Let's find out. It's Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Good morning to you, Dr. Hammond. Good morning. And uh, yes, well, um, I do like some country music. Uh Well, there you go. I didn't know that. Now we know a little bit more about you, Dr. Hammond. Well, I'm sure a lot of people today are discussing and considering the cabinet reshuffle and obviously uh, it's just long overdue mm. and one needs accountability and it seems that we've got a very bloated cabinet. It's been said that South Africa is one of the largest cabinets in the world and arguably one of the least productive. And uh, this is long overdue. We need to have accountability and uh, considering the high levels of corruption incompetence, blatant failure of government as dramatized by the catastrophic riots and looting that occurred from 9 July on, especially in Kwazulu and Tal Kateng. It's it's, uh, astounding Mm. that we've got some people uh, who's still there after their catastrophic mistakes. And and, uh, just just to look at the fact that why did we ever have a minister of defense who hadn't served a day in the military? Uh, it, it just doesn't make sense. Or, you know, people are not engineers uh, running Eskom and things like that. But in, at any rate, uh, there should be an accountability. Uh, there most certainly should be uh, far more people out of the cabinet than just reshuffle to other places. But uh, those are things where I think many people have forgotten the purpose of government and the purpose of the cabinet. In fact, the very turbulent minister or cabinet minister, it comes from the Bible and it comes from our Lord Jesus teaching that the kings of the earth lorded over one another and they call themselves benefactors, but it should not be so amongst you. The greatest among you should be the least and as the servant of all and as the youngest. And uh, it's for this reason that we have the term minister when it comes to government because the word used in the Greek in Romans 13 and so on is deacon. They should be the deacon of God. And a minister is a servant. And so, hence, in Great Britain, Canada, and so on, the prime minister is the leader of the country, meaning the first servant. And the idea of a minister being a servant was epitomized in the fact that cabinet ministers used to sign their letters your humble servant, and I'm getting quite a number of letters from different cabinet ministers on your humble servant, and well, I don't know how much humility there is in the cabinet these days, and I I don't know how many of them think of themselves as actually serving the population, uh, not when they are treating us uh, like slaves, Mm. um, whipping people to our mobilizing the military in order to force people to wear masks and stay off beaches and not walk their dogs, and this whole lockdown lunacy uh, has uh, just shown that I think government has forgotten what they're meant to be doing and why they're meant to be doing it. And so to go back to the Bible and see uh, what God set up in government, all the different purposes, the separation of powers, uh, because of the sinfulness of man, the separation of powers into executives, the legislative and the judicial, which are meant to be independent of one another, and uh, how the judiciary is meant to be independent of politics and how the national legislature is meant to consist of an upper house and a lower house, and where everything is appointed by effectively uh, the head of a political party of 
uh, one particular group. Just It's not healthy. It isn't the way it's meant to be. We need a lot more decentralization, and we need a lot more free enterprise, and education should not be controlled by the state. It should be independent of the state. You cannot entrust any state, any government, with the molding of the minds of future voters. All education should be in the hands of parents, and the content of education should be moral, character-building, and biological-based. Teachers and textbooks should be accountable to the parents because it says that God hasn't given the children to CV. He's given them uh, to the parents. Uh, children belong to God, and uh, children should be led in the love and the fear of the Lord by their parents who are accountable to God. Civil government is under God. Civil government has limited jurisdiction. Civil government should uphold biblical law, and it should uphold the sanctity of life. When our Lord said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God that are God's, he referred to that which was an image of Caesar, money, a coin. But by way of contrast, anything not having an image of Caesar uh, does not belong to Caesar, and uh, that which bears the image of God, like children, do not belong to the state. They belong to God, and they are accountable and under the authority and stewardship of their parents. The sanctity of life was the very foundation for the establishment of the government. And uh, right back in Genesis 9, verse 6, uh, given to Noah at the beginning of human government, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed, for the image of God is God made man. And the priority of any government is to protect the right to life of every member of society, and the pre-born must certainly include that. And man is made an image of God and has inherent value. And God has declared that anyone who takes the life of an innocent human being is to be executed. Murderers forfeit their own lives by showing contempt for the right to life of others, and any government should be enforcing respect for life, respect for property, respect for law and order, and, and plainly that has failed. Civil government is to serve its citizens. In the teaching of our Lord, he made clear that civil leaders are to be public servants in Matthew 20 and Luke 21. The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them. Those exiles authority call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. The greatest among you should be like the youngest, the one who rules like the one who serves. And that is why we are meant to have cabinet ministers they need to be servants, first and foremost of God, and secondly of the citizens. And the way how cabinet ministers have often abused their position, looted billions, and when we talk about state capture, it's in the tune of 32% of the gross national product mm. uh, is looted by government, according to the African Union's Task Force on Corruption. One third of the total GDP looted by government corruption. It's absolutely colossal. Most of what you pay in petrol is actually taxes uh, and uh, all kinds of levels of tax upon taxes upon more taxes. And why are South Africans paying more uh, for their fuel than our neighbors, such as Botswana, who get the fuel through South Africa? It's because of the vast amount of taxes that are thrown upon us. But we should also be giving thought to National Women's Day coming up on Monday, which is a public holiday in our country. And... For the last 26 years, ever since 1995, uh, since the very first Women's Day, African Christian Action has been running missions in the mall and have multinational Women's Day with opportunities to reach out in shopping malls, put up displays, and make stands against human trafficking. And when you speak about modern-day slavery, it sounds like a paradox. Surely we progressed, didn't we obey this barbaric practice slavery centuries ago? Didn't Christian reformers like William Wilberforce 
uh, instituted the legislation against this cruelty over 220 years ago. And you would have thought so, but with over 42 42 million people in the world are enslaved, and slavery across the world, human trafficking, is a $150 billion industry. And human trafficking is life, it's back, it's in South Africa today. Most of the traffic victims are girls between 5 to 15 years of age, according to UNICEF. And 1.2 million children are trafficked every year into slavery, according to UNICEF. It's a colossal business. It's over 2,000 billion rand uh, in, uh, every year in human trafficking. 161 member states in the United Nations are involved in human trafficking. And some films and books like The Whistleblower, written by Catherine Bolkovac, uh, who is a policewoman from America who worked for the UN in Bosnia, documents how the United Nations have been involved in human trafficking. And it's absolutely horrific. We need to know the issues. We need to speak up. We need to show love and action. Many are tricked, transported, trapped, and used in trafficking. And so we need to be exposing and dealing with this. They say that between 28,000 and 38,000 children are currently being prostituted in South Africa under human trafficking at the National Center for Justice and the Rule of Law. And the amount of human trafficking taking place today worldwide is a scandal. Jesus came to set the captives free. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Mm. But Jesus came that they may have life and life to the full. And at his first sermon at his church, uh, at the synagogue in Capernaum, uh, our Lord Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable world. And so uh, if people are interested in getting involved, we have got 12 teams on Monday in uh, eight different shopping centers and other different key trust mm. sites where we will be distributing um, pro-family uh, anti-human trafficking literature, evangelistic materials, making a stand. And uh, we have had quite a lot of initiatives this year, of school children producing cards to hand to women, some people donating flowers, others uh, cho- chocolates or fudge to uh, give to women on Women's Day, and we've got surveys and literature to distribute, and there's a range of things, even some balloons for children. So uh, look out for an African Christian shopping center near you, and uh, uh, you can contact mm-hmm. us to find out where we will be, and if you can volunteer for time, uh, contact Belinda at Christianaction.org.za, that's Belinda, D-A-L-I-N-D-A, at Christianaction.org.za, or visit our website, Christianaction.org.za. Thanks so much, Dr. Peter Hammond. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Want to listen to that again and get the details of the event Dr. Hammond mentioned? You can find this as a podcast on kpulpit.co.za. Click Morning Shows, click Get Up and Go Breakfast, click Christian Perspective on the News, and you'll find this freshest one at the top of the pile. Here's to a beautiful day and a good weekend. Thanks, Dr. Hammond. Thank you. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.